thank you so much, worship team. Yeah, Makofi and Mwiso. Yeah. Um, so now, I won't talk a lot because apparently, <laughs> I forgot to say Happy New Year. <laughs> yeah. So we'll clap until the speaker of today comes. It's Sylvia. So Makofia Sylvia. Until she gets here, Makofia Sylvia. Good morning, hello. Good morning, can you hear me? Mic check, thank you. Thank you, Sefa. Thank you, media team. Good morning. Praise God. It's been so long, it's been years since I was up here, but I thank God that Gerald presided before me. Is that not presided? Me, when before me. <laughs> but I'll try. Um, my name is Sylvia Mati. Uh, I love the Lord Jesus Christ every day afresh. Um, it's a journey. And I'm married to Gerald Mati, and I have two children. Um, one of them is here. One of them is here supporting mommy. <laughs> yes, so um, I don't know how you've been. It's good to see some familiar faces. Uh, we miss Toya. Nice to see you. The last time I was up here, she was sitting right there. So I know it's going to go well. <laughs> yes, so um, today we're going to be talking about something that has been, you know, you've, been, you've heard of it since last Sunday and the other Sunday, and I hope that the Lord will speak afresh to you this morning. And my prayer is that even as you continue crossing the Jordan, the crossover as it's been themed this month, that he'll refresh you and he will talk to you and he will hold your hand and you'll feel loved by the one who created you. So I'm going to ask Gerald to just say a prayer over, this, uh, over me. As I speak to you this morning. Uh, <laughs> so, because we are one, we'll also share one microphone. I was going to give you this one. Okay, let's pray. Our Father and our God, I come before you this fine morning. Lord, I thank you for my wife. Lord, even as you use her, dear Lord. May you deem her as a worthy vessel, O Lord. Amen. May you use her, dear Lord, to speak to your people, O Lord. Father God, grant her boldness that comes from you. Grant her the utterances, dear Lord, that she may speak that which you have deposited in her, dear Lord, for your people. Lord, may your word land on fertile ground. And Father God, may your people receive it, dear Lord, and may they be able to action it for the glory and honor of your name. 
I thank you. I bless you for this. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you very much. So, um, over the past few Sundays, we've been studying the book of Joshua. And um, the Lord has been exposing us to, you know, a guy who took over from Babayao, literally, at a time when, you know, the Israelites needed direction. And I, I, I beg to indulge you to, wherever we, we hear the name Israelite, put yourself in, in that space. Because we've been adapted to be sons. So every time we scare Israel, Nazi Israel, every time we scare Israeli, Israelites, put yourself in that show. So, you know, we see the story of the people, of God's chosen people, you know? We see the story of God's beloved. And um, allow me to, you know, so that we can look forward, we need to look back a little bit, you know, remember where we've come from. Um, we see the Israelites getting ready to pursue a promise that was given to them, Kutoka Father Abraham. And, you know, it was passed on from Abraham. And God was saying, I am going to give you a nation. And I was going to, I'm going to give you a place where you can dwell as a nation. And it came down to Isaac. And it came down then to Jacob. And they believed. Hallelujah. From Abraham to uh, Jordan, I know it's so many years. Maybe even... <laughs> You know, I don't know, I'll check. But it was over 400 years. Because you can imagine after, you know, after Abraham, there was Isaac, and there was Jacob, and there was Egypt, that was 400 years. And then another 40 years, you know, it was a, it was a long time. So <clears throat> they believed that God would keep a promise. And the Israelites went into slavery. And even then, within the 400 years that they were in Egypt, they believed that God would give them the freedom of owning their own, you know, their own home, their own destiny, their own land. And it, it had inhabitants, you know, an inhabited place. So even though they knew, okay, kutakwana obstacles, kuna watu wanaishi already in that land, God will win it for us. And they went forth. So, after the 400 years of slavery, God had And they came with the leadership of Moses into the desert and crossed the Red Sea in belief that they're still going to the promised land. And then another delay occurred. God had a promise over so many years ago. And now, because of circumstances that we'll see in the story, we see them delaying again for another 40 years. Um, before that, Moses, so they've crossed the Red Sea. Ten Commandments, that's another you know, period of time. Wakanda ku worship idol. Moses aka tablets. God gives them another set of, of you know, tablets. It's a whole you know, story before they get to crossing the Jordan. Before then, you know, before we see Joshua, you know, receiving the mantle, Moses sends and dispatches 12 spies. 12 spies to go and spy this, you know, land. And he tells, God tells them it's a land flowing with milk and honey. So Moses, I got to my, my CIA. 
crucify. Only two out of the 12 came back with a good report. You know? And um, it is, it, the word records that they were sent out and Moses told them, and go and bring some of the things that you will find in that land for that to, to sample, for the sampling. So um, there were 12, and Joshua and Caleb came. And uh, it's recorded in Numbers, just that story. Numbers 13. Um, they were told to scout, is the land good or bad? Are the people strong or weak? Are they, are they, are they, are they dwellers, you know, it's already possessed by other people. What does it look like? So, well, the two came back and they said, it's amazing. It's flowing with milk and honey. And then the ten, also, you know, they came back with the spoils. They came back with pomegranates. Some, Aisha, I, I got a picture for you. In this day and time, a pomegranate, just one, the least price you can get for a good pomegranate is 699 on average. So even today, it's a fruit of value. So imagine the, 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 the spoils were amazing. They came back with those, they came back with figs, and it was amazing to see that they came back with a whole bunch of grapes that was carried in a pole. And they're carrying the so the grapes were on a pole on a pole. That's how you know fruitful the land was. So Jacob, I mean Joshua and Caleb come after 40 days of scouting and they say, Moses, it is awesome. The people, yes, are strong and mighty, but we can conquer. But the ten came and they said eh, they saw the dwellers were strong and they said we would not be able to go against the strong men of Canaan, and they sold fear. And when, and they were saying this before Moses, Aaron, and the children, and picture yourself, and you, and out of the two, the size of the story, all the children of Israel went with the ten. So we see another delay where the generation that came from Egypt was cast out by God, and they were told, I'm going to promised land, because I'm telling you to go to, to cross the Jordan and go into your destiny, and I'm telling you I will be with you, but nini, merudi, na mesema, They despised God's direction. And because of that, <clears throat> and because of the grumbling and murmuring, the Lord felt despised, and he felt provoked. I think I have a moment here. Allow me to just share. Gerald shared something about Jordan last time and said, God wants you to cross the Jordan. Maybe this week, God has awesome promises for me, but I can't do it. I can't cross. On the other side, yes, there is victory, but before the victory, there are things I have to do. They have to conquer. But then, you know, your mama and you complain and you say, uh-uh, watch I can. So God was very displeased with the Israelites. And there was an exchange between Moses and God. And God was like, me, me, our Malisa. I will finish you right here, right now. Let this story just... 
But Moses was like, what is the point of you drawing out your people from Egypt over 400 years of slavery? And all the victories we saw in the Bible records, there's not been a prophet ever who's ever done the wonders that Moses did by empowered by, the, by God. So all these things that you did through your servant Moses, me, rather him, what is the point? You will take us out of Egypt and destroy us and our enemies will say, God brought us out of the wilderness to, only to destroy us in the, you know, as we were going to our promised land. So they had an exchange and God pardoned them, but not without consequences. That whole generation were told they're not going to see. Thank you. Thank you, Gerald. Hallelujah. <laughs> um, yeah. So we see God get, you know, angry at the Israelites and they face the consequences. And it's sad that sometimes, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to pull similarities in this scenario of crossing the Jordan and, you know, what Gerald has been talking about. And the original message God brings to you is you need to cross your Jordan. But I don't believe, I don't trust that you're going to be able to help me conquer the Jordan. And we stay back. And, and because we despise, sometimes we despise and not trust in God. And God leads us to our devices. And so we wandered in the wilderness, wasting another 40 years for them to get to their destiny, murmuring against God. God told them, uh -uh, only Joshua and Caleb and his generation will see the promised land. Okay? So, after those 40 years, we see Moses, you know, passing the commandments to the priests and Joshua, and he died, and God buried him. Hallelujah. I, I really long for, for God to move in this generation like that. And the word says that he will move even more in these last days. I can't wait. I can't wait to see some of you uh, enjoying God the way Moses did. So Joshua is given the mandate to lead the Israelites after Moses died. Okay? So that's the first account of crossing the Jordan. So that's when I'm moving to what we've been discussing. Um, and last Sunday we saw God give Joshua his tools and mantle of leadership, and he gave the people the order to break camp. And he told them, break camp, gather your provisions in readiness to cross the Jordan. Okay? Um, I want you to remember that they were not crossing because uh, it was just something that they needed to do. It was crossing into their destiny. So, um, and they shall go to Jordan, I mean over the Jordan, and possess the land which the Lord, their God, had given to them. So, I'll ask um, the media team to project for me um, Joshua chapter 3, even as we refresh what we read last time. Joshua chapter 3, um, from verse 14 to 17. 
And as they do that, allow me to pray for you as we read God's word. Thank you, God Almighty, for this morning. Thank you, O God, for allowing your servant Sylvia to minister to your children, Jehovah God. Father, I pray that you may speak to their hearts, O God, and I pray that you may move when your word may be established in their hearts, God, and they may move into their destiny, O God. I pray that you may command every heart to bow down to your will, Jehovah God. I pray that you may ask, uh, refresh every heart or refresh every soul, Jehovah God, that is here, O God. Father, I pray that you may minister to your people in the name of Jesus Christ. And I pray that your Holy Spirit, O Lord, may just take preeminence, O God Almighty. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So, thank you. So when the people, that's Joshua chapter 3, 14. So when the people broke camp to cross the Jordan, the priests were carrying the Ark of the Covenant. The priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant went ahead of them. Now the Jordan is at flood stage during all harvest. During, oh, oh, sorry, now the Jordan is at flood stage all during harvest. Yet as soon as the priests who carried the Ark reached the Jordan and their feet touched the water's edge, the water from upstream stopped flowing. It piled up in a heap a great distance away at a town called Adam in the vicinity uh, of Zaresan, while the water flowing down to the Sea of the Araba, that's the Dead Sea, was completely cut off. So the people crossed over opposite Jericho. The priests who carried the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord stopped in the middle of the Jordan and stood on dry ground while all Israel passed by until the whole nation had completed the crossing on dry ground. Hallelujah. So, you know, last time Gerald talked about this Jordan, and uh, some of us, you know, who felt like Gerald, uh, you know, God, this thing, is, it's, it's got some hold over me. And we were convicted. Some of us were. And <coughs> at some point, I was looking for a chair to hide under because of the things he was saying. Um, you know, he prayed that the message would fall on fertile ground. And for me, that is my prayer. And I really pray that we've been really meditating on what has been taught here in the past Sundays. And uh, some of us felt, and, you know, meditate on the word during the past week. And whichever the case, even though you're still, you know, at the river bank and you're wondering, how do I cross the Jordan? The point is, God's word proceeds from his mouth himself and it will not return until it has accomplished. So it doesn't matter whether uh, we cross, I crossed my Jordan, I had a Jordan in the morning, in fact. <laughs> I struggled with anger and... Um, he laughed. I struggled with I struggled with anger. And so in the morning, um, I know I'm supposed to be ministering up, huh? and my son is asking, Mom, you're preaching on Sunday? I'm like, Yes, I'm preaching on Sunday. So I put him, you know, his breakfast on the table. And two minutes later, Jordan Menda Mom, I have something to tell you. And I saw tea all over his, you know, the shirt that I you know wore on the trousers, so I know I'm starting afresh, and I was so mad. And the Holy Spirit just quickened me and told me, you can't, you can't let your Jordan, you know, stop you from accomplishing the promise that God will do today. 
you know, with these people. So, Nika, Nika, I was angry, baby. Me, like, anger, I can just kick a bucket in front of me. I can throw stuff. That's, you know, that's how bad it is. And, you know, the Lord has been telling me, this Jordan, sour, when I was angry, let it not go down, you know, the sun go down before, you know, you deal with it. But the issue, that's not the issue. The issue is, every time I'm angry, I go hurting heart. I go uh, destroying other people's destinies. I go breaking my son's heart. And I can't be stuck there. So I decided I'm going to start to change Hallelujah. And then I found some, you know, when I was driving to church. Oh my gosh. The, I, think, I think when you're, you're, when you're you know, focused going somewhere, that's when all the distractions come. And there's this driver. And I'm on the road. And Lord, sorry, Lenkai, I'll stand here. <laughs> and again, I was put into test. In that Jordan that I have to struggle to cross every single day. But there, I'm a, I'm a good person. I just get angry and it moves on. I move on. Anyway, so he talked about Jordans. And... Um, Flooded Jordans. Flooded Jordans. When you have this Jordan and I have this anger and it's a flooded Jordan, I cannot move forward. You know, I have this Jordan. It is um, fear. That's the other one that, you know, tries to command my life. And I thank God because the word says fear is from the enemy. Hallelujah. <laughs> I overcome fear because of this perfect love. So that's what I choose to focus on. Another one, and it's talked about is the ones that made me go under the chair. Um, you know. Um, remember, I told you the, the 10 spies sold fear. And it cut off for, you know, a whole generation for 40 years in the desert, wandering, not going into the promise. That's how, you know, these Jordans can, overflooded Jordans can stop us from going into our destiny. And... Forgive me, I'm looking for my Jordan points. And, um, you know, unforgiveness. And I thank God. Unforgiveness. This thing that you feel in your heart and you're so bitter about somebody, bitter with Sidri, my dad, bitter to do with that boyfriend I broke up with 10 years ago. I'm that old, hallelujah. <laughs> um, taking rat rat, I mean, thinking that you're giving, you're not forgiving this person, and make thinking in your mind and convincing yourself that this other person is the one who's getting hurt, and yet I'm the one who's carrying unforgiveness. And it stops you from moving forward. It stops you from crossing your Jordan. Yeah? And, you know, Immoral behavior, addictions, you know, sexual immorality, all those Jordans that you have had, you know, that Andrew and Gerald talked to you about. And they're not new, okay? So we see the people come to the Jordan and they lodge for three days, and several things happen. They separated themselves, they consecrated, God told them, and then you consecrate, set yourself apart. Why? You know, because the Lord would do wonders. And Every time the Lord would decide to shuka, by the way, anasemanga, ji takase, 
concentrate yourself because light and darkness do not mix. And it's so interesting. I see a lot of grace here, you know, and God saying, go and concentrate yourself. Why? Because last night, I was very angry. I hurt my son's feelings. And I maybe, you know, interrupted his destiny, you know. And he tells us to go to him every day in holiness. So better yet, as we are crossing our Jordan, Aliwambia, concentrate yourselves. We see also that the priests took up the Ark of the Covenant and went before the people. We also see 12 men from the tribes of Israel that were selected, and we see a flooded Jordan. And it was a perennial issue. Uh, perennial meaning every time, as we've read, every time it was harvest season, the, bus, the banks would burst. And it was always flooded at that point. And, you know, Gerald expounded last time on the relevance of, a, you know, what it means in a Christian walk to, you know, be in a place where we're in a flooded Jordan. And uh, what they represent. So, again, every time you see the word Israelite, you just put yourself there. And I'm not going to say more on that, but we're going to now go into, now we're conquering the Jordan. So, we cannot cross if we have not decided in our hearts to obey. No, no, God, Ali instructions. Concentrate yourselves. Angalia, priest, watenda mbeleenu. We have to obey. As in, tuna God anatuambia, okay, Sylvia, you have an anger issue. You need to stop because of A, B, C, D. And this is how you're going to do it. You're going to be concentrating yourself every single day and bringing yourself to that point where you say, I need God. I can't go without your presence, God. And every time the enemy tries to well up anger within me, and every time I choose to obey, it always, I always conquer that, you know? So we have to decide in our hearts. We have to, lazima tukateshaur, natuti. Because God gives his commandments. And we see Joshua giving the commandment and said, go forth. And he also told the priests, lead the way. And we see that once the priests stepped into the Jordan, it stopped flowing. Uh, verse 16 just a second, please. Three, Joshua 3.16. Um, the water above the point began backing up a great distance away at a town called Adam. Hey, I remember watching the Ten Commandments. And I watched your movie. And I thought it was a lie until I read the Bible and it says the water, you know, stopped in a heap. In a heap. So um, I love science fiction, so I was so amazed. How it really God defies, you know, his own river flow, like he defied that order of that river. And it stopped. Why? Because his presence stepped into that Jordan. And, and sometimes we want to conquer our Jordans and we want to go in our own strength. How is it even possible? How is it that we are able to lose the grip that these Jordans have on us when we are not inviting God's presence? Okay? 
we don't see murmuring. In, in this scenario, we don't see the Israelites murmuring like they did, you know, in the time of Moses. They were told, get up, obey, and move. And they stood up, broke up, and they went forth. They did not murmur. Okay? And complain. And yet, and yet, I'm a really good swimmer, but there's no way. In my own nature, I would have gone into that, uh, the River Jordan. Seeing, I promise you, I have a phobia of waters that I cannot see through. I'm not, I was not going to go. Like, you know, put yourself in that scenario. Come on. Make it feel like a reality to you. And you see the Jordan heaping, you know. And it, remember, it was flooded. So all the waters from, you know, the top of the mountain coming down, it's flooding. <laughs> yeah. And there was no murmuring. Why? Because they learned from the stories they had that they need to obey. And yet, they, while, while they were crossing the river, I was reading uh, the, the way that God created, I was reading you know, that chapter and the one next, and they were saying, the Bible says they did it in haste. So I was asking God, why in haste? I mean, see, God, I mean, Fungulia River, and I most, most like, admire all the, you know, creatures in the river. And, you know, they did it in haste. And ask God, okay, what's the point? If I'm going with your presence and I'm supposed to feel like you're going to conquer, shouldn't I feel safe? Shouldn't I, uh, you know, boast and walk in and say, the Lord has done it for me? Let me just you know enjoy the moment, but they did it in haste, and I was I was I was, and I'm still you know God was revealed to me. But sometimes when we are crossing the Jordan, we still carry, you know, the baggage of uh, what will happen when, what if God's presence leaves me, or uh, you know I need to rush. Uh, and get out of this Jordan. And either way, even though they went in haste, in haste they focused on the instructions God gave to them. And they carried out those instructions, though in haste, but in faith. So, uh, I'm a person who pays attention to details, and I'm not going to do anything until I know. <clears throat> Sorry, until I know, Kunakaja Upo at the end of the tunnel. So I will delay doing things because of that nature so that I can have all the facts. Upper Nikienda, Sita Trip, Upper Nikienda, you know, I'll be fine. And um, we, some of us, like to go through these things in our own terms, and hence the issue of haste. I still, I still wonder why they did it in haste and not just bask in the glory that God has separated these things for us. And we just want to safely maneuver the situations around us, the Jordans around us, and not stand and pick the lessons. Hallelujah. But God's intention will, you know, we will see how 
some of the, you know, the things we can do and not be hasty and pick as we are crossing our Jordans. The point is, God wants us to trust and obey and not trust in our own judgments. Ati, nitaenda across this Jordan with so much haste, judging that, uh, how sure am I that the presence of God will sustain me, even when I'm crying and groaning. As I cross this Jordan, as I, I pay the price, as I subject my body to the Lord Jesus Christ, how will I, despite the situations, turn up on the other side? Okay? So why obey? It shows that we trust God. And hallelujah, that obedience is better than sacrifice, the Lord says in um, the book of Samuel 15, verse 22. When he was, a, it was the issue of, you know, King Saul and prophet Samuel, and Samuel told the king, obedience is better than that sacrifice that you think that you're giving to God out of, you know, feeling safety, safety, feeling, sorry, out of being hasty, offering maybe, hallelujah, God that I sustain, as in we don't trust in the Lord, even in giving that sacrifice, did we hear from God? You know? And um, uh, there are times um, we see that, you know, trusting God. Leave your own devices to, your, to, to, to God to deal with, you know? And God wants you to cross into your promise. Um, if you don't mind, please... Uh, Display for them Deuteronomy chapter 9, verse 1 to 3. I just want you to see how much God wants you to cross over. Okay? And this was before even the time of the Joshua and the river Jordan. Hear Israel, you are about to cross the Jordan to go in and dispossess nations greater and stronger than you. Greater and stronger than you. See, at when you end up for promise, your former destiny, it looks it's it's never that easy. It's never going to be that easy. It seems easy by nature. It seems easier by nature not to go and cross that river Jordan that is flooded and go into that destiny. You already have this flooded Jordan, and then you have nations greater waiting for you on the other side and stronger than you are with larger cities that have walls up to the sky. Two, the people are strong and tall, Anakites. <clears throat> you know about them and have heard it said, who can stand up against the Anakites? But be assured today that the Lord your God is the one who goes across ahead of you, like a devouring fire. He will destroy them, he will subdue them before you, and you will drive them out and annihilate. Hallelujah, Nimeweza Apo. Annihilate them quickly as the Lord has quickly as the Lord has promised you. So we, we see fine, they flooded Jordan, and then we already know across the Jordan, Kunamaneno. So it's not easy by nature to say that I will conquer this thing. But by standing on God's promises. He's the one who said, 
He's the one who is all-knowing, all-powerful. Okay? He's the one who's self-existing. He created you even before the foundations of the earth. It's just that you showed up in 2000 and something. And, you know, he asks you to go forth. Be encouraged by God. So I'm going to talk about this God who says that he'll go before us. And he told the priests, go forth, Ark of the Covenant, stand in the middle of the Jordan until every single one and every possession of my children has crossed the Jordan. And the Ark of the Covenant, carried up by the priests, they went before the people of Israel. And God aliambia, aliambia priests, go before them. Yani enda mbele yao. Ndiyo Ivy. Ndiyo Moraya Kule. Ndiyo Olive. You know, Nempiris. Ndiyo Wamuone. Ndiyo Wane Priest. Amebeba presence ya God. So that you are aware that you are not going with your own strength. You walienda wakapita mbele yao. And then now, the waters parted. Hallelujah. The presence of God parted their rivers. So the Ark of the Covenant was a symbol of faith and God's presence before the children of Israel. It contained mosaic law, a pot of manna. So the law presented, represented the law. This is what God expects of you. This is what you need to obey. Obey the word of God. Obey the law of God. It carried within it a pot of manna representing provision. Hallelujah. You're crossing the Jordan. The presence of God carries these things. Provision. Whatever you need in that Jordan, trust the Lord for it. it you cannot cross the Jordan on your, on your own terms. You can't. You need to drop the self-sufficient act. Hallelujah. You need to drop the firstborn mentality. Hallelujah. I'm talking about myself. Just look at uh, whatever is in your heart that's burying you from crossing. You cannot. So the rod of Aaron was also there. That's just a rod of Aaron. It, it was there. Ndo watu wenye rebellious wakumbuke kuna kiboko. Sawa. God gave Moses the specifications. Just like the ark, you know, in Noah's time, God gave, I'm about to say Noah, God gave Moses the specifications of that beautiful presence of God represented in the ark of the covenant. Okay. I want us to pay attention to one more thing, the mercy seat. This was where it was also built into the covenant and it symbolized God's dwelling place. Mercy seat. You know, God will stand up from in the time of judgment. He'll get off the mercy seat and sit on the judgment seat. So at this time, and when you're in the Jordans, the Lord remembers his mercy on you. Oh, don't forget that. His compassionate love never fails over you. Even when Nandomane, Yani Awasi, Yani Jiweki Tuapu, Atawalipokros Red Sea, the Jordan, they conquered the Amalekites and the Anakites who were, you know, giants and their enemies. And the Lord did manifest, He manifested so many things in the lives of the Israelites, but yet, even till today, even till today, sometimes I do not recognize the, the power, you know, that God has 
continuously, continuously poured over our lives. So the mercy seat, it had to be there. And ask God why. I asked God why. And I still continue to ask God why. When the presence of God checks in, come on, that's where God dwelled, on the mercy seat. And I don't know what heaven looks like, but Revelation says that even when he's seated on the throne, the cherubims, around him and they radiate the glory of God. God was trying to uh, represent that. This is a representation of what it looks like in heaven. And I asked God, okay, so you know, why shouldn't these people who have been exposed to idols, why shouldn't they view it? You know, God said, don't carve out. And I asked God, why did you allow them to carve out a, you know, a symbol? I mean, it was made of wood and gold, just like those things that God detests. God detests idolatry, worship of other gods. And I, God, God just told me it's the same thing. It's it's it was gonna it was gonna dwell in the temples. You know, that was the house of God at that point in time. That was God's dwelling place, and that house went with the Israelites across the Jordan. So. I keep saying, some of us want to walk the Jordan, crossing it without the presence of God. And I thank God for that beautiful song. Hey, I can't try to rendition Zambia anime remix na Gerald. Eroho kanami. Nikyo nawe niko salama. Pamoja nawe niko salama. And that's the point of the ark. And the presence of God as you're crossing. And the priests took the instructions from Joshua. They obeyed, hallelujah. Um, uh, don't do this alone. Don't cross alone. Allow godly guidance. So they cross, and we see Joshua instructing 12 men out of each tribe to take 12 stones of the Jordan from the place where the priests stood. Mm. Chapter 4. Uh, I don't know whether we can read it because of time, but... Joshua commands the twelve to pick the stones, and the men obeyed again without murmuring or complaining. That's chapter four. I hope we can please go and read it at home. It's a story of you know, Joshua to Jordan, to cross. Joshua Kapiana instructions, and one of them he said, twelve men out of the tribe of each tribe of Israel pick a stone from where the priest. So, wako kwa Jordan lakini ameambiwa. Before we figure and they carried the you know the rocks on their shoulders across the Jordan. I don't think it wasn't so short. I don't think it was. So the men took them up on their shoulders. Uh, remembering you know, maybe 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 I mean just place yourself in that situation. And um they laid when they when they when they crossed the Jordan and they lodged across, you know, Jericho they lodged. They set the stones, and the Lord says in His Word, they set up a memorial. Okay, they set up a memorial. The stones, verse three, from the place where the priests are standing, uh, carry them out and pile them up at the place where you'll come tonight. And ask God, why? 
Okay? Why are we crossing this overflooded river na tunapoteza time tukichukua mastoni? And you know, they built a memorial to remind them of that event. So tunapanga Jordan lakini tunasahau. We forget, you know, God's provision. We forget the road that reminds us not to be rebellious. We forget, you know, the mercy seat. Pick your lesson as you're crossing the Jordan so that you don't find yourself going back. It's a possibility, okay? God reminds us of his faithfulness where we might otherwise be fearful. And then we see Joshua picking another 12 stones in the midst of the Jordan. And he went and laid them where the priests were standing. All that time, thank God for the people who pray over our lives. Thank God for the people who teach us God's word. They stood there. I mean, Joshua set up another 12 stones in the midst of Jordan. And um, before that, the priest stood, I want to conclude with that one for Joshua. The priest stood in the Jordan until everything was finished. So what Joshua Mechukamawe, Amevuka. The priests stood up after everything was concluded. They left now the Jordan and they crossed. And the Lord reminds us, He will not leave you. Even when you're tempted to fall into your own techniques and devices, He will not leave you. He will remember mercy. He will remind you to obey. Holy Spirit Dakunaj. Una disobey. Una cross Jordan lakini una takufanya vitu zako. Una takwenda na law yako hapo. You want to apply your own law in a place where your own devices cannot work. In the, God will not leave you or in any other time of the walk of faith, God will not leave you or forsake you. Okay? And you can find that backed up in Deuteronomy 31 verse 6. And so now we go back to Joshua picking his 12 stones and putting them in the place where the priest stood until, you know, everything was complete. And I asked the Lord, okay, so this courageous man, bold man, he walked with Moses, he obeyed. Why would Joshua, after all those years of God refining him, him picking all the lessons, why would he go back and do that? And the Lord told me it was a legacy. In the middle of the Jordan, it was a moment of reckoning for Joshua as a leader and as a, you know, child of Israel as well. You know, in the leadership thing, we'll discuss that another day. But it was his memorial. It was his, it was one of the prices that he also paid. He had to be bold and courageous. I don't think any of us, personally, I wouldn't want to be in that situation where I'm seeing water above me and it's murky waters. <coughs> It is a memorial of his journey of faith. Come on, God was still working on Joshua, even when he was the one leading the Israelites. And what is your faith legacy, my people? God using any eventuality, these Jordans to sculpt you, these lessons, these tough stones, putting them in the place, and they are, the word records that they're still there until today, putting... They've not been moved by. It's interesting. I'd like to, you know, visit the Jordan and find out they're still there. They've not been moved even today. Maybe they've not been eroded. I don't know. I'll find out one day. He had a personal legacy of his faith. He 
allowed God to be the potter, to sculpt him, that he would go back and remember in that Jordan, in that place where you told me to lead so many, so many of your children, all your children, all that generation, you were with me. And I will not forget. Are you, he was, wait, he was a representation. He was, he was a legacy that the people could look up to. You as Lenkai, as you're crossing the Jordan, are you remembering? Because that's the word of your testimony. That is what you come and tell someone. These are the lessons I learned. And it's not about me. It's about the presence of God. This is what God taught me as I was crossing that Jordan. Are you living proof of a loving God to a watching world? Is that your legacy? Will not pick lessons? will not overcome by the word of our testimony, will not help a brother or a sister who is crossing the same Jordan that you crossed one year ago. This is what God is saying. You've got to put up a memorial for yourself of what God has done for you. And I want to call up your hearts to remember this mercy because every time God you know, tells us a story, it's displaying his character, displaying our character as fallen. You know, we are fallen and are fallen short of the glory. And then he displays also our redeemed nature, what we could look like if we allow him to refine us, if we allow him to sculpt us, to be the porter. It's not an easy process. You know, in Jeremiah, it records the way he is a porter. And it was at a time where they were, you know, in captivity and stuff. And he was molding you for the destiny, for the promise. You cannot be able to face those giants unless you allow God to refine you in your place of struggle, in your place, in your Jordan. So I'm going to pray. Um, I'm going to pray for your hearts. And I'm, 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 I'll ask the Lord, we're going to ask God, and I want you to take a minute and meditate on the word, and ask God, what is my legacy of faith? Nita, will I, will I mark time around, you know, this Jordan, U.S. make, this Jordan, it's too flooded for me, this Jordan, Nita, my own, you know, my own set of principles instead of dwelling in the presence of God, even in that Jordan. Father, I thank you for the hearts of your children, Jehovah God. Thank you for our hearts, Jehovah God. Thank you because every single day that we are awake, God, every single moment that we are alive, God, if we stop and just meditate on you and your word, God, we will be reminded, oh God, that, Father, you desire, oh God, to just have a fellowship with us, Jehovah. You desire, Lord, to walk with us even in our hardest and toughest times, Jehovah God. You desire, oh Lord, to place your presence amidst our situations, Jehovah God, amidst our doubts, amidst our fears, amidst our unforgiveness, Jehovah God. You promise, oh God, that you'll never leave us or forsake us. So you're willing to be with us, oh God. 
and willing to consume and be the consuming fire. Consume everything that is not of you, Jehovah God. And at the end of the day, God, you have that destiny for us, that promise, oh God, the beautiful promise of eternal life, Jehovah God, and an account that we will give, oh God, of the way we lived our lives on earth, oh God. The way we, the legacy of faith that we left, you know, that we were living in, Jehovah God, in our times, oh God. And I pray, oh God, that you may arise in the hearts of us young people, Jehovah God. Even as your word says that the young will dream dreams and see visions, oh God, in the time, in the end times, oh God. Even now, Jehovah God, I believe, oh God Almighty, that you are calling out, calling us out to have a legacy of faith, Jehovah God. Father, let us remember, oh God, that you are merciful, God, but at the same time, oh God, let us remember, oh God, that we need to obey and trust, oh God Almighty. Father, I thank you for your beloved, oh God Almighty. I pray that you may dwell amongst them, oh God. Remind them, oh God, that you desire that they may be the temples, hallelujah. They may be the temples, oh God, of your spirit, oh God. Your presence, oh God, remind us that you desire and you delight, oh God, as we live in obedience, oh God. As we strive to be righteous every day, oh God, by your power, oh God Almighty. Any authority, oh God, that you desire. It is your desire to fellowship with us and to dwell amongst us, oh God, even in the Jordans, oh God. Help us to remember, oh God, to go back to your word, oh God. When we are weak, oh God, when we are strong, oh God, may this word, oh God, be our guide. May we not forget, oh God, to hide your law in our hearts, oh God Almighty. Father, I thank you for every young lady, young man, oh God. Father, I thank you for every destiny, oh God, that you command it in the name of Jesus Christ. Allow them, oh God, teach them, oh Lord, show them how beautiful it is, oh God, when you go before them, oh God. Father, um, we remember your mercy, oh God, this afternoon. And I'd like to invite you, if, if you've not begun a journey of faith with your Lord, because he is, he is your creator, he is your Lord, even when we have not submitted ourselves to him. I like to pray a prayer of, you know, repentance and, you know, salvation. And if you're there and you do not know the Lord for yourself, as we bow down our heads, can you just, as an act of faith, remember, we're trying and establishing, asking God to establish a legacy of faith. If you're there and do not know the Lord Jesus, kindly, can lift up your hands wherever you are and someone will come and pray with you as we pray together. The Lord yearns, yearns for your heart. The Lord yearns for the hearts of all men and women. Let us pray. Father, we come before you in repentance, Jehovah God. We come before you, O Lord, recognizing that you are the creator of, our, of us, Jehovah God, and you know, O oh God, our destiny, O oh God. You are aware of where we are going, O oh God Almighty, and where we have come from, Jehovah. Father, we submit to you, O oh God. In repentance, we come before you, O oh God Almighty. We plead the blood of Jesus, Lord, upon every heart, O oh Lord. Father, renew our faith, O oh God. Father, we confess this day our sins, O oh God, before you, and we 
Come on, just tell the Lord, oh God, that you confess your sins, oh Lord, before him. Just repent in your heart, oh God. I pray, oh Lord, that you may forgive us, oh Lord, and make us um, holy before your sight. We ask, oh Lord, that as we get into the journey of salvation, as we discover you, Lord Jesus Christ, for ourselves, oh God, as we read your word, Father, I pray that you may expose your secrets to us, oh God. Reveal your mystery to us according to your will, Jehovah God, that we may learn to walk and to live a legacy of faith for those that are with us and for those that are coming after us, Jehovah. May we um, live our lives, giving our testimonies, oh God, that we may overcome, Jehovah God, the ways of life, oh God, the Jordans of life, Jehovah God. You are Father and you are God and we worship you, Jehovah God. We command, O oh Lord, even as we go through the week, O oh Lord, Father, that you go before us. We command our week, O oh Lord, to be submitted before you, Jehovah God. We thank you, O oh Lord, for the word for today, and I pray that we may meditate upon your word day and night, O oh God, and that you may come to accomplish. Your word does not come back void to you, God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Be glorified, O oh God. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray and believe. Amen. Thank you. Uh, uh, I think we can start exactly uh, invite the MC <laughs> to come and just close. Thank you.